Hi guys, Ash here from the Goodles and Blues and a very, very upset Ash, as you can imagine. Hearing that lovely song in the background, that famous tune. Were we ever going to get anything of that game yesterday? A certain referee got his way in the Merseyside Derby. A corrupted Mer uh, Merseyside Derby, as per usual, and just increases my mindset that the Premier League is corrupt, never more so than ever before. I have pre-recorded this. I've kept it clean as best as possible. But stay tuned. A fiery ash is coming up next. Good morning all. Welcome to the latest edition of the Goodness and Blue Supporters Club Ireland podcast. This is your host Ash as always. And as you can imagine on this Sunday morning I am a very, very upset Evertonian. Like most of us. Uh, from yesterday's performance so this is the match reaction to our Saturday lunchtime game it finished Pawson 2 Everton nil in the Corruption Derby yes you heard me the Corruption Derby I will try and keep this as clean as possible because uh, most of the guys knew from yesterday I was absolutely livid from the moment everything started to turn where Pawson decided to keep his red jersey underneath and more or less just said, sorry guys, uh, we're going to punish you and give some uh, retrospective help back to your uh, your colleagues from across Stanley Park. That's what it was yesterday, guys. Um, it was an absolute corrupt derby. And as I said in the intro, I've said it for the last four or five years that the Premier League... Um, what's the whole saying? Not fit for purpose. There, there's no one properly in charge of that league there's no one properly in charge of VAR and there's nobody watching uh, what referees do in games so yesterday there was no need for uh, Klopp to have any worries about the decisions not going their way and before uh, any cop bites I don't know if anyone ever listens outside of the blues to my podcast but before any cop bites start spitting their dummies out I am not saying uh, Ashley Young did not deserve the two cards. I am not disputing that it wasn't a penalty. And I'm not disputing that Everton won, would have won the game if it was 11 v 11. Firstly, from the kickoff, it was 12 v 11. The official, Pawson, may as well worn a red top over his refereeing jersey. The second, in the time frame it took from the start of the game to Ashley Young's second yellow, Tamikas for Liverpool had at least five fouls one in particular pretty much the same kind of standard as Young's first but was not, for one was not carded and was not even spoken to by his red uh, colleague in the in the black uh, jersey and thirdly when the referee booked Kanate early in the second half I couldn't believe it but the sickener here was that a ball uh, that would have set Pet, uh, Beto on his way albeit he would have to use a lot of pace to get past the final man on the other side of the pitch. He may have gotten through. The bottom line is he fell Beto and was and was a clear yellow. And what happened? You guessed it. Absolutely goddamn nothing. Uh, even Jurgen Klopp knew down well. Because 30 seconds later after that, he dragged Konate off. It was a foul, plain and simple. He, sh it sh he should have seen a second yellow to see red. And then it should have been 10, uh, 10 v 10. Or should I say 11 v 10 at that point. Because the referee was still obviously on their side. Now, the penalty uh, would still have been enough to win the game. Uh, even Salah to go on and get that second goal as he did. But the fact is, the ref decided to ensure we didn't have the fair chance of getting something from that game. The officials in the Premier League are an absolute disgrace and have been for years for all teams. 
for all teams. But unfortunately, since this whole thing of the the scummy six, as I call it, ever since then, it just seems to have been now they're taking turns. And if I had to take a guess on who doesn't get as many um, as the other six, even though I don't like them as a football team, is Manchester United. Though they don't seem to have the rub of the green like in the last couple of seasons. So you had you had the the COVID league, it was all for Liverpool. Then the seasons after that now, since then, in certain games, it's gone from Manchester City in certain games to keep a title uh, league alive, to keep a challenge alive. And now, obviously, what, what happened with Spurs? Do you dare say that Spurs were assisted? This was their turn to help them in the the in the in the, the scummy six, as I call them. And all saying is there, they are not fit for purpose. They really are. The referees are a disgrace and not fit for, for purpose. And going back to the penalty, I think we can all agree, as Everton fans, I don't think none of us would turn around and say, that wasn't a penalty. Um, it definitely was a penalty. And I don't know why, can't understand, it took VAR so long not to give the penalty. Michael Keane may as well had his hand out trying to flag down a bus. Now, the strange thing is, if it was the other end, it was Gomez, Canate, etc. If they had done that, then I can understand why it was taking so long. Because VAR would be trying to find a way to not give a penalty against Liverpool. But this is, this like, because, you know, we know ourselves as Evertonians, we've been done so many times with penalties uh, with VAR since its inception into the Premier League. Up to that point, apart from that first minute when Dominic Cavett-Lewin had a header, I thought we defended amazing. I really did. And we would have been well-deserved of a nil-nil if it had finished that way. But the corruption had already decided, sorry guys, uh, this isn't going to happen. We have to give something back to Liverpool from the, the Tottenham fiasco. And I've said this about referees and officials for years and years and years. And I mean referees from all levels, from grassroots up i don't keep grass people say oh you're crazy for grassroots i don't care if you're a referee and you have supported a team you do support the team you have had or still have season tickets for a particular team or you have family members wife kids if you have your in right in uh, direct family have season ticket holders they should not ever and i mean ever be considered a referee official for uh for our VAR official for that team at any time. I don't care if it's an Everton game playing against Doncaster in the League Cup and the referee is an Everton fan, he shouldn't be refereeing that game. If he's a Doncaster fan, he shouldn't be refereeing that game. If his family's vice versa, you should not be refereeing that game. And over the last four or five years in particular, Everton, and it can't be only just Everton, other teams have had referees in their games where the above have been the official. And I've over the even before any of this happened, I would I always had the question saying, and the perfect example would have been back in the time, think of international football. The days of Sven Goran Eriksson in charge of England. And this is the World Cup final. The World Cup final. And England have got through against Sweden in the final. Where does the heart of Sven Goran Eriksson to leave. Exactly, my friends. Exactly, my Evertonians. Would he want England to win for his own sake? 
or does his heart belong to his own native country? So does he put out a weaker side against Sweden? Or does he go for the juggler and put the strong side out and want it for his own personal records? It's it's quite similar, guys, whether you think I'm cuckoo clocks or not. So as I said, they should not be refereeing those games. Man City, Man United and Liverpool. We have all had games against these teams with referees who are, have been, or are concurrent season ticket holders. So should not ever be involved. Same with Everton, guys. I don't care. Same with Everton. If you're a fan, if you're a referee and you're a fan of Everton, should not be anywhere near Goodison Park or the away side refereeing, officiating those games. Now, fair play to Deich after the game yesterday. He basically politely, in his own words, said, I'm not supposed to talk about officials today, but damn, I'm definitely going to talk about the officials today. There's probably a cohort of Liverpool fans thinking everything was above board. There will be general football fans that will think it was above board yesterday, but this is just not. This league, is. if you don't want to believe it, that there's corruption in the Premier League, then you that's your fault, guys. Um... You just the more each season goes in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. You just have to understand the corruption is there, and if you don't want to believe it, then that's your fault, guys. But give your heads a wobble. There was corruption in the COVID league. A certain team got well over the odds of VAR decisions, and then another team got a number, including one famous one over Everton, when a clear handball was given and ensured the league title was kept alive. And I'm hundred percent sure other teams. Will have the same claims. Did Everton do enough to win the game? Of course not. Uh, but we certainly did enough defending so well. And to hold them out as, as long as we did. Mikhelenko was amazing yesterday. Until he went off. Uh, I don't even recall Salah getting past him. Once while he was on the on the pitch. Brantwaite again showed not long um, before that. That he's... Somebody from the big six or uh, the the big European leagues, someone's come along. It's going to come along with big money and take him. The heads will turn and he'll be gone. And he'll he's he's going to turn into a top player, I believe. Tarky again was brilliant. Midfield, I was really angry with them yesterday, even with the language I used on our WhatsApp page. Non-existent pretty much, except for Onana. He was absolutely brilliant defensively as well. It was just when we had the ball in midfield, we couldn't get forward with it. We lacked anything then and we just held on to the ball too long each time instead of getting it out into wide areas while we had those wide areas uh, wide players on the pitch uh, Jordan Pickard himself had very little to do the only one thing I think he was really uh, tested I think it was actually uh, that young, the youngster Elliot he had a rasper of a strike an absolutely brilliant strike which he tipped just about onto the, the crossbar the penalty, going back on that, definitely, guys, let's make no bones about it. The second goal, when we were really overrun, it killed the game all off. And actually, let's be honest and let's be completely frank, once the ref got the bet that he had won, it was all over. Um, One of the final pieces I'll say of the day is, I don't know if anyone else saw this, because this was on the... I originally started watching the game on TNT and as per usual the commentary team were wetting themselves over Liverpool. I switched it over to another channel, it was in Arabic so I switched it over again and I found myself then on, I think it's um, 
oh, Premier One, I think it was called, one of the American channels. And of course, who else is going to be on that except for Jim Beglin? And he gave us a couple of good notes here, near and everywhere when, when things were going wrong. But once the, the non sending off of Kanate happened, um, he didn't really say much about the the actually young one, but he was wetting himself through most of the game of the game as well. You just you just you just really wanted to nearly turn off all the sound of the the game because it's just it's a wet fest when the big six are are, are playing against the team that you're you're watching. But um, I saw this right at the end of the game. When the cameras may have gone off on TNT, they could have gone to a break. But did any of you see this? I understand shaking hands with your teammates at the end of the game and you hug your teammates. You shake your opponent's teammates' hands. But what in the blue hell? Not only shaking hands, but I want to know. Onana was smiling and hugging Jurgen Klopp. I want to know, what was, what was he so happy about? And then seconds later, you're seeing that cheerleader then punching his fist into the crowd. What was Onana? Interesting words were said between the two there. As I said, I'm not sure if anybody else caught that. But what was Onana doing smiling and hugging Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, go over and have you a few words, whatever you want to say. He could turn around and say, oh, that was, should, he should be sent off. And Klopp would laugh and say, ah, no, 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 he shouldn't. But what was the smile about? What was the, what was the hug about? You shouldn't have been anywhere near hugging Jurgen Klopp. Overall, guys, it was the right result because chances are we may not have held out. But basically, the corruption of the league, the corruption of, of the officials ensured that we couldn't get a, a fair whack of, the, whack of it to make sure uh, we, we could have give, give this something give something into the game because because of that the referee destroyed the game and that's the most annoying part if we were battered absolutely 4 or 5 nil you'd be very upset still that's fair enough but if you get beaten 2 nil you get beaten 1 nil you get 3 uh, beaten 3 nil but as it was yesterday with the way that we played you'll say okay we'll take that it was just it was just basically it was it was the game was stolen away from us it was stolen away from us suppose the neutrals watching the game and unfortunately we're in a different pot where it's captain's bird's eyes fish fingers <laughs> i know i'm trying to just think of the cleanest way um that i can say but very disappointed um i was really really upset well i'm still upset with it now uh, i haven't even turned on sky sports yet this morning and uh, when i came when i switched when i was going home on the phone and, Switched on YouTube, but I can see the chat from Anfield Agenda. I dare not even watch that. And I'll let now. To be, I will give him credit. He's fully to watch, especially when Liverpool lose. He can go really on the trail. I suppose like I do doing my podcast, but he can be quite honest as well. And maybe he did come out and say that um, he should have been sent off, and they shouldn't have been this, and it should have been that. You know, he he could have. Um, but seeing there also Klopp. Uh, in one of his match uh, afterwards, he turned around and said that uh, he could have been sent off. It's not like, and then I took him off straight after. It's not like could have, he should have been. So you may as well just come out and go the full hog clap and just say he should have been sent off. Um, we just have to accept that going to Castle Grey School in the current climate and possible future, we're just not going to get anything while the powers that be 
decide that um, certain teams are not going to be allowed to at certain times, depending on what the league is. We're just not going to be uh, allowed to do that for the current moment. It finished 2-0, a disappointing day. Um, as I just mentioned there, the, the lad on Anfield agenda, he won't be very unhappy about this 12-30 kickoff. They feel there's a corruption in that respect. And you know what? They're probably right. If, uh, I think, excuse me, they turn around and said it's 15 or 16 games or something they've had in a row coming back from international duties and they get that early kickoff and then the next team to them with someone else with, with five, they're probably right. But the scale that we saw yesterday is just a different level. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it there. I am so glad I kept this as PG as possible. I don't think I've used a bad word in it because on WhatsApp, I was very, very vocal. And to my fellow Blues, I do apologise. But everyone who knows me when it comes to Everton, my mouth can speak before my brain reacts. But always, I'm always writing things, but it needs better wording. More big games coming up, of course, for Everton. And a final note, guys. Yes, I've seen, I seen the photographs in, in Matters. It's just a shame I can't be in on certain days. But a great crowd of Matters as always. Win, lose or draw. Guys, you never disappoint as fans. And, it's, and we even know there was members over at Castle Grey School yesterday. Uh, I hope we all had a good day. Uh, this you know regarding the, disregarding the result and you you come back today or tomorrow, uh, safe safe and sound. So yeah, we'll I'm gonna wrap it up, guys. Thanks for listening as always. Um, it's always great to get more listeners. I actually have a, I was looking through it, uh, a couple of days ago. I don't know if I still have it in my pocket. I might not. No, I think I got rid of it by mistake. Just looking through the countries that have joined up or at least have listened to the podcast once it's just amazing we've actually we've picked up some american uh, listeners in the last while it was the ireland was the highest for quite a while followed by the uk now the usa have taken over so many thanks for them who have actually joined up and listened to this crazy irish evertonian speak his ways and i hope you do enjoy the the free content it's always free never going to be charged it's just me rabbiting on and i hope you guys enjoy it Going to leave it there, guys, for the third time I think I've said that. I'm going to leave it there. It finished uh, passing to Everton nil. Obviously, I'm, I'm being a little bit sarcastic. Liverpool winning 2 nil in the Merseyside derby at, at Anfield. Oh, we'll just have to see what happens. Maybe it's a bit of an omen. Usually, it's always Goodison first and then Anfield. But this season, we're going Anfield first and then Goodison. Maybe we might do the job on them at home. You just never know. Fingers crossed whenever that happens. Take care, guys. I'll talk to you again soon before the next game. Cheerio. Stay blue. Everton.